Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The Reynolds Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed. The show is directed by Max Hutto, with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Agricultural leaders in this country have coined a phrase that's pretty important. They say... Farm buildings are tools, meaning that they are instruments of production. They work for profit. They have to be built to pay off. And right now, there is the big reason why more and more farmers are building with Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Roofing and Siding. You know, aluminum is priced no higher than before World War II. So you start with better value. Your dollars are still worth 100 cents in aluminum. You save on labor, too, because... Aluminum is strong yet light, easy to apply. You save on maintenance because aluminum never rusts, needs no painting. And most important, you increase production from poultry and livestock because aluminum reflects heat, keeps the building warmer in winter, cooler in summer. So make your farm buildings better tools with Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Roofing and Siding. See your dealer. Businessmen's Art Class meets tonight at the Wistful Vista Civic Center. The strictly hobby affair for part-time painters. So guess who's practicing up in his living room right now with paints, brushes, and canvas? Yup, it's the Norman Rockhead of Wistful Vista. <laughs> and his wife, Sibyl McGee and Molly. when I found out that guys like Latizzi and Doc Gamble had took up art, guys with two left hands and ten thumbs apiece, I went right down and I rolled myself into the class. You enrolled yourself, dearie. How could I enroll when I hadn't even rolled myself into it yet? <laughs> Stand out of my life, will you? Thanks. Hey, how do I look in this smock and beret, Chucky? Pretty professional, huh? Very sexy. Yep. Like a chubby cherub with a blue serge halo. <laughs> What is this thing again, the businessmen's art class? That's it. It's for businessmen only. How'd you get in? Pull. Pull? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pulled open the classroom door, pulled five bucks out of my pocket, pulled a couple of gags, and bingo, I'm a businessman. <laughs> Stand out of my life, will you? Thanks, I need that north light. You say Dr. Gamble belongs to it, too. Mm-hmm. Somehow I never thought of the doctor as an artist. Nobody does. The doc. <laughs> His idea of painting is to dip a brush in iodine and have a patient say, ah. Well, I will say he paints some mighty fine counsel. <laughs> of course, when it comes to art, Doc's got three strikes on him to start with. Ah. In the first place, he's got to have a brush with a four-foot handle, you know, because with Doc's stomach, he can't stand close enough to the canvas to reach it with an ordinary brush. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think he's that. And being nearsighted, when he stands far enough back to reach it, he can't see it. <laughs> He showed me a painting he done last week. Painting of Doris Day and Dennis Day eating frankfurters. 
He called it Every Day Has His Dog. Uh, dearie, are you going to paint something pretty soon? You've been cleaning those brushes off on that canvas for an hour. What do you mean, cleaning the brushes? I am painting. Stand out of my light, will you? Your what? Yeah. Well, this is art, my dear. This is my own impressionistic study of life. You see, to me, life... Just a minute, Michelangelo. This is probably the French Academy of Art wanting to hang you already. <laughs> or a posse with the same idea. Come in. Oh, no, it's just Oli. Hello, Oli. Oh, hello, Mrs. Hello, McGee. Hey, why are you wearing the nightshirt, McGee? You just get up? No, no, no. This ain't a nice shirt. That's a smock, Ollie, like a sort of a loose coat. Yeah, my gosh. Didn't you ever see anybody wearing one of these things before? Oh, sure, McGee. My missus always wears a smock when she's expecting a baby, but... <laughs> you don't mean that you... Oh, no, that's too unlikely. <laughs> it certainly is, Ollie. Himself here has just joined an art class. He's learning to paint. Oh, I ain't exactly learning, of course, Ollie. Always have kind of dabbed an art in my spare time. Sort of a Sunday painter, you might call me. Then that's interesting work, McGee. I was a Sunday painter myself at one time. Huh? I had a good job painting Sundays on Gindo Guy's cream parlor there. Well, painting is nice relaxation, Ollie, and I think everybody ought to have some kind of a hobby, don't you? Yeah, I think so too, Mrs. You know, I make a suggestion like that once to my missus when I first get to know her, you know. Told her to take up a hobby sometime. Yeah, right? you know, she was just out of school and... She didn't know what to do with her spare time, so I said to her, Yenevieve, I say, a girl like you should have herself a hobby. And she said, oh, Ollie, that's a so sudden, and the next thing I know, I'm wiping off lipstick, picking up rice, and four kids they got now. <laughs> she made a hobby of a hobby, did she? But to get back to art, Ollie, you see, the true artist does not paint what one sees. The true artist paints what one feels, like this here. You take this picture I'm doing right now. That's a picture, McGee? It looked like a paint salesman fall downstairs with his sample case open. Well, he calls it life, Ollie. It's short for life in a pinwheel factory, I think. Well, to appreciate true art, one must have true understanding. This canvas is what we artists call an impressor. Or abstract. This is not what I see, you see. This is how I feel. You feel like that? Good gracious, McGee, go lie down quick. I'll get a doctor, Mrs. Goodbye, both you fellas. Oh. Billy Mills from the orchestra, and how do you speak to an angel?
pretty cat who bit a guy named Shepard. He's been cutting on some polka dots and thought he was a leopard. <laughs> oh, the monkey now. Hmm. There we are, kiddo. Another painting all done. Mm-hmm. But what were you doing with the hammer and nail? What do you mean, what was I doing? All artists do that when they finish painting the canvas. Tacking it onto a wooden frame to keep it stretched out. It's awful hard to do, too, with the paint still wet and all. Why don't you tack it to the frame first and then paint on it? Oh, my gosh. So, see, I get some of the most interesting effects when I accidentally smear the paint all around. You see that painting over there in the corner? Yes, I saw it when I first came into the room, and I've got a stiff neck from trying not to look that way again. <laughs> What's the name of that one? I call that one Kangaroo Reading Magazine on Fire Escape. <laughs> Why? Well, because that's what it looks like. You see, when I finish a painting, I stand it against the wall, walk across the room, turn my back to it, lean way over and look at it between my knees. You'd be surprised how different things look like. <laughs> this one looks like a kangaroo reading a magazine on a fire escape. I'm starting a new picture now that I'm going to call Gainsborough's Blue Boy. That's a pretty title, isn't it? Been used. Oh, it has? Well, I can always pick up a new Come in. Oh, hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. <laughs> Hello, daughter. Hello, Johnny. What you doing with the painting brushes and canvas? Painting? Yep. <laughs> Just joined the businessmen's art class. It learns us how to appreciate art. Ever do any painting? Sure. Used to be a commercial artist. Painted signs on barns. Oh. Like, uh, two Buffalo Bill cut plug tobacco. Looked on the label for the spitting image of William F. Cody. <laughs> Stuff like that. You still work at it? Yes, daughter. In fact, I had me a job last week painting some road signs for the Whistle Vista Loan Company. Oh, then. Picked me out a big slab of stone and... Paint a sign on it that says, On the rock? Tony broke? Well, you can take it for granite that we'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't go on with it with because I was worried about Grandma. Oh, what happened to her? We don't know, daughter. I think it was my mistake. The see, kids, Sunday was Grandma's birthday. Oh? And she had a little black necklace and one of them glittering little black brooches I got her and a set of jet earrings to match. Fool that I was. Well, so I think jet earrings are pretty on elderly ladies. Oh, me too, Johnny, but I must have got the wrong kind of jet. Hmm? Grandma put them on, little match to get a better look at them, and whoop! <laughs> took off on the front porch like a skyrocket. <laughs> Last we seen a grandma was a vapor trail heading south, southwest. That's why I can't get my mind on my job, kid. Oh, I see. So, you go on with your work, boy. Remember... You're painting for two now. You and me. By the way, dearie, when is the next meeting of the businessmen's art class? Tonight. That's why I'm painting so fast. Got to catch up with them other guys. I got a real feeling for this painting, you know what? How does it feel? Wet and slippery? No, no, no. I mean, I got a talent for it. Did you read where Betty Grable, the beautiful dancer, had her legs insured for a million bucks? Well, as a painter... You're going to insure your hands for a million? No, my pants. For $16.50. Twice I've sat down in the wet paint now. <laughs> the last time was on a picture I called View of Battleship Maine. What did you do? Change the title to read As Seen from the Stern? <laughs> 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 
No, but yours is better. I changed it to view of Battleship Maine as seen by Rear Admiral. But I think yours is better. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Ah, hello, hello. Hey, they tell me you've joined our businessmen's art class, pal. Yep. Good for you. You'll enjoy it. You've been a member a long time, Junior? Oh, several months. Mm. My cousin, Big Uppercut Wilcox, got me to join. Oh, he did? Yeah, I got a big kick out of it. I see you're practicing up. He certainly is, Mr. Wilcox. How do you like what he's done so far? Well, it's, uh, it has a certain, uh, well, one or two of them that, uh, <laughs> well, let's say they're interesting. Yeah, yeah, let's say that. You see, Junior, I've been studying the theory of color. Now, when you mix red and blue to get green... Pardon me, Brother Kelly. Hmm? You mix red and blue to get purple. I don't. I mix red and blue to get green. With what result, pal? I keep getting purple. <laughs> hey, what time is class tonight, Junior? Eight o'clock, and I'll be there. Can't wait, as a matter of fact. You really like it, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, I love it, Molly. Some of the fellows in our class turn out some mighty good work, too. Mm -hmm. I saw a picture down there last week that was just terrific. Yeah, what was it of, Junior? What was it of? Well, this was a portrait, pal. Uh -huh. Portrait of a big, handsome home freezer. They freezing homes again? <laughs> no, no, no. No, the picture showed a freezer with the door open. Oh, so you could look inside and see that the entire interior... Oh, let's see. Right yes, yes. <laughs> the shelves and the liners and even the refrigerating coils were made of that wonderful light, rust-proof, easy-to-clean Reynolds aluminum. I've been stabbed. <laughs> well, you see, that's what made this picture so fascinating, Cal. The fact that it was... So true to the light, so real. Yeah, but an article... Because no matter what type of home freezer you prefer, well, you'll always find one important feature in all the leading makes. Yeah? That's the use of aluminum. Oh, Reynolds aluminum. Don't forget what an important thing that is, pal. I never even knew that. Why, <laughs> the use of aluminum in the manufacture of a home freezer is a very important feature, pal. And why? Because you got to eat? <laughs> no. Because the higher conductivity of aluminum speeds up the freezing of your food, does a faster, better job. Yeah, but what that's got to do with... Yes, that... aluminum plays a big part in the great home freezer boom that is slashing the family food costs throughout America. Reynolds Aluminum from the... Hey, 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 look. Rumi from the Reynolds Metals Company. Pioneers of progress in aluminum. Uh, yes, Ralph. <laughs> Did you say your cousin got you to join the businessman's art class, Mr. Wilcox? Yes, yes, my cousin, Big Uppercut Wilcox. Oh, the prize fighter. How'd he come to take up art? Well, he was spending so much time on the canvas that everybody began to give him the brush, so he thought he'd capitalize on it. Go <laughs> on, Molly. See you tonight, Ralph. Anytime I can't paint as good as him, I never would have took it up. <laughs> now, you take this painting here, the one I'm working on. What do you think of this composition? What do you mean by composition? Composition, my dear, is when an artist arranges the different elements into the picture so that when it's hung in a gallery, people can look at it a minute and turn to his wife and say, Hey, Nellie, am I nuts or is that thing put up sideways? <laughs> well, in that case, uh, Darcy, you're the most wonderful... ...save <laughs> from making a very snide remark. Come in. Well, oh, hello, hello, boy. Hello, my dear. Hello, Da Vinci. Oh, hi, Sag Flax. 
You're going to be at the businessmen's art class tonight, Doc? Certainly. As a matter of fact, McGee, we work from a model tonight. Oh, is that so? Campbell and I stopped by to pick you up. Get your hat and let's go. Okay, Molly's coming, too. I want her to see how we businessmen relieve the stresses and strains of the day's work and lighten the tension of competitive enterprise by the development of a cultural hobby. <laughs> oh, to mention an unthinkable family relationship, brother. <laughs> Hand me my medicine, Chase Mayor. He's making me ill. Uh, you say you boys are using a model tonight, Mr. Mayor? Yes, tonight for the first time. Good. I'm always good at mechanical stuff. What do we use the model of, you suppose? Train, airplane, female? This is life class, Eggface. We use a live female model. They do say a live one is much better, even though they don't hold a pose as well. <laughs> live model, eh? Hmm. Oh, now, don't look so perturbed, McGee. After all, it gives somebody a job. Dollar and a half an hour and all the influenza they can pick up. <laughs> and Thursdays and Fridays, we do landscapes and still life, respectively. It's the best way to do them. Yes. Last Friday, we painted a beautiful still that Mayor Latrivia brought us. Confiscated from a moonshiner. <laughs> nothing, really. <laughs> McGee, what are you looking so anxious about? Well, my gosh, okay, I, I never, I mean, a, a live model. I, well, this is the first time I ever, well, that's kind of embarrassing. The way you paint a bowl of tulips would be just as embarrassing. I think you're being a little silly, McGee. How do you think artists learn to paint the so-called human form divine? From reading Esquire? Well, that ain't a bad way. <laughs> Oh, now, look, fellas, maybe I'd better not go tonight. I'll wait for the landscape class. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. Relax, McGee. This is a very impersonal business. Nobody talks to the model, and the model talks to nobody. Yeah, come on, McGee, get your stuff together. It's getting late. Now. Well, okay. Get your coat, Molly. All right. You understand, fellas, that it ain't so much I don't want to go. I do, because I feel that art is a serious study, not to be approached lightly. I feel that to give oneself truly to one's art, one must approach one's subject with a deep feeling of reverence. The true artist is one which he emerges himself completely into one's masterpiece. Thank you, Grandpa Moses. <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> the King's Men and the Martins and the Coys. Gather round me, children, and I'll tell a story Of the mountains in the days when God was lost When two families got disputed, it was bound to end in shooting So just listen, and I'll tell you what I saw All their fighting started one bright Sunday morning I remember when old Grandpa Coy was full of mountain view Just how many bits in a dust is hard to tell. 
Came along, Molly. Down this way, McGee. So am I, Molly. Doc and I are very good at it, but we have a lot of fun. Incidentally, McGee, I still think you should have brought your smock and bray along in the package instead of wearing them like this. Nobody else is wearing Oh, that's silly. Why change clothes when I get here when I had them on all day long anyhow? Besides, how else can anybody tell I'm an artist? An excellent question. <laughs> I, uh... Well, what kind of a costume do you wear, fellas? Not that it matters. I can paint anything, of course, but I... Well, I doubt that you'll be wearing hip boots and an overcoat, McGee. <laughs> this is art. The class tonight is supposed to study muscular action and body structure. And I think I joined this thing to get away from my work. <laughs> oh, well. The uh, classroom's right around the corner there, McGee. Huh. You and Molly, go ahead. I have to get my paint and brushes out of my locker. And so do I. We'll meet you in the classroom, kids, right away. All right. Right in. Well, which way, Doc? Right... Oh, oh never mind. We'll find it, then. Don't catch your heel in the hem of that smock again, dear. You nearly fell coming in. I'm okay. My gosh, the civic center's a big joint. Yes. We came here to a dance one time, remember? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me ask this guy what... Uh, hey, bud. Yes, sir? Uh, we're kind of lost, bud. Uh, can you tell us how to get... Oh, well, I'll be delighted to direct you, sir. Uh-huh. I can see at a glance that you're looking for the Happy Hearts Club Masquerade and Comic Costume Party. Just on the way. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and let, let me say, sir, that you've got on the funniest get-up I've seen all evening. <laughs> and they've been going by here in droves. Oh, no, sir. Yes, uh, oh, miss, if your father doesn't win first prize in that hour. You ought to steam your head off. What a sense of humor. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever had. Oh, dear. I'd cut it out. I'm not looking for the masquerade party. Of course not. We're looking for the art class, sir. Oh, the art class. Are you a model, baby? Because it's... No, she ain't a model, baby. She's a model wife. Mine. Doggone it, but I'm an art student, and I want to know where... Oh, well, I'm happy to have you as a student, sir. Permit me to introduce myself. I'm your instructor, Rembrandt Gay Fink. (laughs) At your service. How do you do, I'm sure, Mr. Fink? But uh, isn't it about time for class to start? Oh, yes, indeed it is, madam. Right right through this door here, please. All right. Where do the experts sit, bud? Because I'm the type of guy that I am. Well, just grab an easel any place, sir. Okay, okay. Oh, this will be a very interesting session tonight. Our first session with a regular model. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, we heard about that, Randy. What, uh, what kind of costume will she wear? Bathing suits? Certainly not, sir. Our class tonight will concentrate on muscle and bone structure. Torso study. Oh, you hear that, Molly? She's going to wear a wedding dress. A torso. <laughs> 
painting and Oh, that's great, bud, because I got lots of white paint and I can draw swell lace, boy. Have her carry a bouquet, too, because... Our model, sir, will not be wearing a wedding dress or anything else. After all, when one must study the muscular structure of the body, one cannot be impeded by useless drapery. Well, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but my gosh, I... Hey, ain't it going to be pretty chilly in here for... I mean, a model without any... Uh, that is... Uh, well, well, now, don't worry about that, sir. Lillian won't mind. She's used to it. Oh. Uh, you can sit right here next to your husband, Mrs. McGee. Thank you, sir. And remember, sir, that... Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Evening, Mayor. Hello, Mayor. Uh, ready to start, Professor? Yeah, right away, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, set your easels up, and I'll go get the model there. Right. A live model? Hey, hey, Doc, I, I don't know about this. Oh, yeah, but, Mickey, if you're going to learn to paint, you have to have a real model. Yeah, but I didn't know it was going to be that real. <laughs> I'll, I'll be nervous. I won't be able to... Pipe down. Pipe down with you. Try to start. Yeah, man. All right, students. Quiet, please. As you know, we have engaged the model for tonight. Our first session has a real-life class. Let us all concentrate on the bone structure, the flesh tone, and the muscular action. All right, Joe, bring Lillian out now. <laughs> Listen to that, Molly. She's caught cold already. <laughs> Poor kid. Here, you can open your eyes now. Lillian is a horse. Hibber and Molly return in a moment. You've heard about all the Reynolds aluminum built into modern refrigerators and home freezers. But every bright housewife puts in a lot more aluminum herself. And she knows it's Reynolds aluminum. It's Reynolds wrap, the pure aluminum foil she uses to wrap food for freezing. Just as the built-in aluminum liners feed freezing, so does Reynolds wrap. And this moisture-proof, odor-proof aluminum foil molds around any shape, makes a tight seal without taping or tying. So with less work, you have the utmost protection. Reynolds wrap prevents freezer burn, assures better flavor, and less shrinkage. For poultry and large cuts of meat, get heavy-duty Reynolds Wrap, half a yard wide. Popular companion to the regular 12-inch standard and jumbo rolls. Asked by name for Reynolds Wrap, made by the world's largest producer of aluminum foil, Reynolds Metals Company. You think I'd paint any better if I took off a little weight? Not a bit. What gave you that idea? Well, that instructor tonight, he said I was the most fatuous guy in the class. <laughs> mean fatuous. <laughs> old Doc Gamble sitting there weighing 90 pounds more than me. Oh, well, save it. Yeah. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, has brought you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, Kurt Barchett, and me, Otto Wilcox. Don't forget to see Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox, on NBC television Sunday night. Also brought to you by Reynolds Aluminum. And be sure to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night.
In the stress and confusion of everyday living, we sometimes forget about the fighting in Korea. But that campaign goes on day after day, week after week. And every day our fighting men are killed and wounded. If you want to back up those fighting men, there's one simple thing that you can do. Decide right now to make a blood donation to your local Red Cross chapter or to your local blood donation center. Make a note now to call for an appointment. You'll be proud that you did. So don't put it off any longer. Call your local Red Cross chapter or your local blood donor center today. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Thank you.